At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. We've heard from so many of you, our Business Inspires podcast listeners, that you're having a difficult time leaving a rating and review for the podcast in iTunes. So here's a painless way to do it. Go to www pleasereviewmypodcast.com backslash business inspires for an easy step-by-step tutorial to follow. That's www.pleasereviewmypodcast.com backslash business inspires. Reviewing and rating our podcast in iTunes helps us in so many ways, but most importantly, we get your feedback on what you like about the podcast. Thanks for being a listener and subscriber and going to www.pleasereviewmypodcast.com backslash business inspires this is business inspires a monthly podcast of the tri-village chamber partnership to run a successful business you need resources valuable connections and community recognition business inspires will provide you with the tools resources and examples to inspire you to create the business you're envisioning here's michelle wilson executive director of the tri-village chamber partnership Hi, I'm Michelle Wilson. I'm the Executive Director with the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership, and today I'm speaking with Scott Humphreys with uh, 1400 Food Lab and one of our our members, and uh, thank you for joining us. Good morning. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, of course. So we always start this podcast off with the same question, and that question is, what did you want to be when you were young? What did you want to grow up to be? When I was very young, I didn't really know what I wanted to be, and I don't think most kids do. I think you... Boys say, I want to be a policeman or a fireman or a soldier at some point. And then, then as they get older, they figure it out. But I actually did want to be a soldier. Uh, and I wanted to be an aviator. I wanted to be a pilot. And my father was. And I actually did accomplish that. Uh, I flew H-64 Apaches in the Army for a 23-year career. Uh, really had a great time and, and fulfilled that dream and then had to move on to another career because all things end. Uh, but it, it worked out very well. That's an exciting uh ambition and to, to fulfill. And yeah. I, I to never dreamed I was going to get there and everything kind of fell in place uh, through a lot of hard work and, and some people uh, looking out for me at the right time and, and helped me along the way. That's great. So what did, um, does how, what are some of the lessons perhaps that you learned along the way that got you to where you are today? Uh, the lesson I learned along the way is, is you really, you, you don't do it alone. Um, and, and somebody's got to stop and take a moment to show you something or, or that you're capable of that you didn't see yourself or maybe help you go in a direction you didn't realize was right in front of you uh, and provide that opportunity. So everybody needs help, I think, uh, getting that first step toward their dreams, uh, whether they know it or not. Somebody's helping you. Good. And did you receive any tip or advice that one big thing that really stuck with you to, as you transitioned through careers? I mean, there's, there's been a million, but, but some of the earliest ones I always remember is, is uh, take the hard right. Always, when you're take given a choice, right. take the hard right. Do the right thing, no matter what. And whether it seems like it'll pay off or not, in, in, in the, it, when it happens, it will. Um, you can't go wrong taking the hard right. And sometimes doing the right thing is the harder route. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. Um, but but I've stuck by that and, and as much as I, any human can. Um, and, and all the businesses I've been involved with, and it has always paid off in the end. That's really great to hear. When I was doing my my research on you, um, to, so I could prepare a little bit more for this, uh, I was I wasn't stalking you. I was just did you call it Chinese? They've got everything on. <laughs> no, but I'll put a probe out for that. Yeah, um, I did see that you were an 
adjunct adjunct instructor. And um, what I thought was fascinating was it says you coached, uh, you did leadership and critical life skill coaching. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So I was uh, at Audubon University meeting with the president, uh, Kathy Crendel, and, and um, we were talking about my experiences in the military and also uh, as a founder of Mission Essential, a, a large government contracting uh, company we started back in 05. And, and the lessons I learned, and, and um, she was seeking advice on on some other matters, and then she asked me if I would consider um, teaching a course in their first-year seminar uh, series, which is designed for freshmen to have a class uh, that they can choose from a myriad of subjects that they're interested in that isn't necessarily so um, intensive like a calculus class or something else. They can they can pursue an interest. Yeah. And so uh, I thought that uh, leadership and life skills would be a great thing because I see so many young people that don't understand what leadership truly is and the value of it. And then just some life skills uh, that I've learned along the way, being 51 and not 18, um, that I thought were important that helped me that I didn't necessarily have at their age, but we sure would have helped. Um, so I put together a curriculum for a semester on on um, tenets of leadership and characteristics of a leader and, and, and values and, and just all those things you use as a leader and how to interact with your people um, to inspire and motivate them and give them direction. And then and then peppered in some life skills uh, along the way. And it was a very interactive course. And uh I spent about half the time in the classroom, then half the time I took them out of the classroom uh, to a climbing wall to uh, – there's an island, a little island in the stream uh, on the south side of Otterbein that I took them out and made them do some survival skills. Um, it was a lot of fun. Everybody loved it. Uh, and what, what I found was there were some people that really flourished in the classroom, and then I took those people that were really timid in the classroom. I took them outside, and all of a sudden they were in their element. And they flourished and they turned into leaders. And so it's, it's really great to show them that in the, in, you know, in the circumstances that fit best for you, you can really become uh, an amazing leader and just achieve what you wanted to. Maybe where you were before wasn't the right place. But once you get to the right place, you, you can do what you want to do. That's great. And what a testament to um, all – alternate learning styles. You Absolutely. Know, somebody, some kids really flourish in the classroom and, and, you know, being lectured to and um, looking at the books. And then some people really flourish. Otherwise. Yeah, I'm a hands-on guy. Well, looking at books kills me. Yeah, um, me too. I got to, I got to see it. I got to touch it. I got to yeah. break it and then fix it. And then I get it. <laughs> um, I can't just read a book. It just doesn't correlate for me. So, so seeing it, touching it, breaking it, then fixing it kind of leads into where, where you are today, at least um, where I expect you great are segue. today. With, you, it was a great segue, wasn't it? <laughs> um, with the 1400 Food Lab. So I, I'd love to talk about that and uh, because it, really that's why we're here. But um, that it used to be the commissary. And when you came in, you you had this great opportunity to um, to keep – the members that were there and the, the creators that were there, but give them a whole new experience. So what was your vision a year ago versus where it is today? Well, so it, it all started when my partner, Brad DeHayes bought the building that used to be custom coach yeah. and started refitting it for his businesses. Um, and then the woman who started the commissary came to him and, and these, these uh, shared kitchens were starting to pop up across the U S mm-hmm. and she wanted to give one a go here. Um, and she put it together and just didn't have the business uh, savvy or acumen to make it work. Um, it just, it just, it fell on hard times immediately and never recovered. And, and so Brad asked me to take a look at the model and said, Hey, can we make this thing work? And I, I went through the books and said, absolutely. We can make this work. Um, we need to just apply some business uh, concepts to this thing and some leadership. We get this done. But more importantly, I didn't want to see the 50 or so people that were working out of that kitchen have no place to go tomorrow because they never knew if it was going to shut down the next day or not. Wow. Um, and these are, these are small business entrepreneurs starting a food business, um, which is very hard to get into with any kind of uh, solidarity. Most restaurants fail, as everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and they needed a place to work. And I didn't, you know, as an entrepreneur myself who's, who's had a hand up from people, um, I didn't want to see them have no place to go the next day. So uh, we determined to go in and give it a shot. And so 
uh, I took it over, and, and, and the goal was really to to uh, solidify what was there, uh, recapitalize the business, and, and make it a place that was really uh, – you had some surety going forward that it was going to be there, and you could grow a business and, and make it even better than it was. And so that's what we did, um, and, and so we improved the kitchen – uh, improved the event space. It really just from top to bottom went through the whole space and, and, and made it better than it was uh, and, and gave some reassurance to the clients that, hey, this is going to be here for the long term. And mm-hmm. we've since then doubled the amount of clients we had uh, a year ago. Just about doubled, yeah. My goodness. Yeah. And I was I walked through the other day. And, oh, uh, yeah, I met with uh, Karen and Christine. Okay. And um, I hadn't seen it since a year ago when you and I met. And it's it, it looks amazing. The event well, space you. is just hands down beautiful and very welcoming and I think versatile. I think that's what's really cool about it too. Is I think you know it has so many options for potential. Clients. It is a great space because it, the space in, in general is very industrial, um, but it's got some areas that are that are kind of uh, cool industrial, yeah. uh, and and that you wouldn't expect when you when you're transitioning from uh, the kitchen over to the hallway to the to the event space. The mm-hmm. three are very very different spaces, but yeah. it all fits together very well, and people like. Um, that it's a, it's a working commercial kitchen and there's always something going on and you're in this space that just feels so real uh, because it is. Oh, right. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's cool, too, that you've built out a couple of spaces that is new from uh, what was offered before. Uh, I think there's a couple of people that are maybe at a different level and you've built out a couple of spaces for them. We built some private kitchens out because one of the things we, we realized uh, is that the expense of building a kitchen, a commercial kitchen, is, is, is you know a huge barrier to entry for people in, in, in the industry. Um, you've got to have a lot of money to build that or buy or rent a place. And so um, when a business gets to a certain point, it's got to grow. And and so one of our businesses was very constrained. Um, it was Bento's to go. She, they do um, a prepared meal delivery, and they also do some catering. Uh, and she was putting 1,000 meals a week through our kitchen, through the shared use kitchen. Wow. And But she needed to grow and could grow, but she was being constrained by the size and, and the efficiencies in that kitchen when you get to a certain point. But she never had the confidence in the facility that was going to be there to make any investment uh, to push for a private kitchen or do anything else. And so I spent time with her, um, A, assuring her we were going to be here and this this was a professional establishment, but um, that this was a risk she couldn't afford not to take because at some point you've got to make that leap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's not always going to be a big net there, but there's a little net there and, and you've got to try it if you want to grow. And, and so um, we built out a, a uh, 1,440 square foot kitchen for her with her own walk-in and, and her own kitchen. And she is so efficient now and growing so well that instead of, you know, an eight or nine hour a day, they're out of there in six. Um, so because everything's in, the, in one place mm-hmm. and, they, and they've got their routines down and their procedures down and, and they're doing exceptionally well. Um, they were hopping the other day. They, they always are. Yeah. And, and, and that was the point. You know, yeah. you have to give them that intermediate step so that my goal is to kick her out in three years. I was just going to ask that question. Is there a timeline or a plan for them to, to then take the next leap? Absolutely. You can't, okay. you can't stay there forever. Right. right? You, again, you got to keep growing, um, kind of grow or perish. So, uh, you know, I want her to get her, her solid ground, uh, get, get the growth going, get her finances, make sure everything is in place that when she's ready, you know, three years total, she should be able to move into a brick-and-mortar space that she either buys or rents and that supports her business long term. Um, this is an intermediate solution that I think will work well for a lot of people. And um, after she gets it, somebody else has got to get their shot. That's great. Yeah. And it sounds like uh, having you as a, a landlord owner is kind of nice because this is your expertise, too. I, I do have a lot of experience in that. Um, I've made a lot of mistakes. And so my goal is to help people not step on the same landmines I did. Uh, so I try to put flags in the ground as I walk around and, <laughs> and, and say, look, you know, you don't want to do this. Uh, I can tell you what happens. Yeah. 
Um, so, you know, I, I went to college the hard way uh, sometimes, but uh, it's worked out very well. And, and I try to make time uh, for those folks that approach me and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I want to want to rent a place. Um, and I'll tell them what I know. I don't know everything, but I can give them some basic concepts and, and what I believe. And then they're on their own to make that decision. Uh, they, I can't. I can't make it for them. Right. Um, but it is great. And I, I really do like uh, having the ability to coach and mentor these these folks, as, as has been done for me. Yeah. I mean, well, good for them. Good for you. I mean, I think it's great that you stepped in and, and turned things around, number one, and you've doubled your, your tenancy, but um, that it's it's a full package. It is. It is. And it's, it's not just uh, the small business incubator piece. It's also then the ability to use them for the event space. So if people have an event there, they have to use our people. Right. Right. And we've got many, many wonderful chefs to work with. And, and uh, you know, the events there are always fantastic. But so it also gives them a place to 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 work as well yes. as work uh, yeah. with with clients that are having parties or, or uh, we've had a bot mitzvah there. We've had uh, um, just a, a multitude of different parties and team building events with corporate corporations like Nationwide and Safe Light. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's a great space. So, so you've got um, multiple revenue streams in the sense that you've got the, the shared commercial kitchen. You've got two private kitchens now that are full-time operational. Mm-hmm. You've got the event space, which also is a revenue stream. And then we have food trucks that work out of there as well uh, as their base camp. So um, 16 food trucks work out of there. Um, they, they're able to come through the drive through clean their trucks out, do their dishes, load and unload their trucks in cold storage and dry storage, and they pull around back. And each one of their spots has got 30 and 50 amp electrical service and water. Because they're, they're rolling kitchens, but when they stop rolling, they need to keep things going. They sure. need the refrigerators and freezers need to function. So um, all these different things come together to make a, a really ver- varied experience of uh, what you can do when you're there. And, and all the interaction of the different people uh, makes it exciting. Now, I've, I've been through this space. So where the rolling food truck area is in the back of the old bus the custom coach area. Yes, area. It's huge. But is that also available as event space? It is, yeah. So in, in, the, in the case of a, of a bar mitzvah we did, uh, I said bar, but it was a bar. Um, we <laughs> used that whole place as uh, an area for the DJ, a dance floor, okay. and then seating along that long drive-through, which is where they used to pull the custom coaches through. Yeah. Um, and then we used the dining area. Uh, as a quieter area for the older guests that didn't want to be around the, the craziness sure. and uh, a bar was set up there. And then the library area also functioned as as a, a cocktail area um, and some places for events. So we, we use the entire facility yeah. uh, when, when, when is necessary. Well, in this area, we're, we're so chock full of small businesses that we don't have a lot of event space in the Tri-Village area that, that's large right. and can hold pretty large parties. So that you know, it was kind of selfish that I asked that question because now I know that we can use the entire space and I can refer that space out yeah, and, no, and, and, and use it. It works very well. Yeah. Um, and I all the part of it, it flows very well. And it's, like I said, when you open all the glass doors that separate the areas and uh, walk through the space, it's, it's got a great flow and a, and a great feeling to it um, that a lot of special stuff is happening there. It does have a great flow. I, I do love that. So I'm excited to, uh, to use it at some point. But tell me about some of the events. It, you guys have a lot of events going on. Who organizes those? How do you decide what events to, to hold? Well, so um, first of all, Karen uh, Chester is our general manager, and then uh, Christine Hawks is our events coordinator. Mm-hmm. So those two women really run the show. Um, I just show up and, and say yes to what they what they need. <laughs> um, but so we we have classes ongoing all the time. Uh, anything from knife skills to uh, how to make curry. To uh, we had a whole hog butchering class where uh, we had a, a farmer come in and you paid for your hog and you spent the morning butchering oh this my hog. Goodness, you didn't kill it on site, okay. but uh, <laughs> you butcher the hog and you package all your meat and you go home with a freezer full of 
of meat that you were actually taught how to butcher. I oh mean, my gosh. Really, really interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and so we have classes on cooking and, and, and any variety you can think of that are always ongoing. Um, and so those, those are online and on the calendar and you can see what's going on. You can sign up for the newsletter and get, get the activities mailed to you. So that, those are really programming events. And then when it comes to, uh, private events, we have, Pretty much just corporate and private is what it breaks down to. Okay. The corporations come to us for unique team building events. So we'll have uh, uh, teams of their employees get together and work with a chef or even a food truck, and they'll have to prepare a meal. Um, and then they all sit down and share the meals, and then they vote. They judge on the meals who had the best meal. And oftentimes they'll make up marketing jingles and try to market their product oh to each goodness. other. And, and it turns into a, a really great time. Oh, my gosh, um, yes. And so we've had uh, many of corporations come back several times with different different sets of teams that do this because they really enjoy themselves. You're making food. It's good food. You're having fun. Uh, you get to have a little wine after you're done working with the knives. After you're working with the knives. Uh, you, know, you can have a few <laughs> drinks and, and have fun with the marketing uh, you know, schemes and, and, uh, and really go as crazy as you want to go. Um, and in the end, they really do leave feeling uh, much more close uh, and collaborative than they did when they got there. Um, so it's it's fun for us to watch, ideas. too. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And it sounds like there's a, a ton of ideas. You could do so many different you things. You could do almost anything. Yeah. yeah well, I really even noticed can. there was a um, a class you had recently that was how to cook for your dog. Yes. I mean, this isn't just about human stuff. <laughs> there's, yeah. There, there, there's uh, <laughs> pet nutrition and, and how to cook, uh, you know, proper nutrition meals for your dogs. We have a, a people that make soaps, uh, all-natural soaps out of our, out of our uh, facility. Um, all natural. Revolution Experiment. Yes. Does, uh, simple. Yeah, they do simple times mixers yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that are all natural cold pressed juices um, with yeah. fresh ginger and, and what have you. And, and I will say that uh, my wife and I are pretty addicted. Yeah, I, they're, it's good stuff. It's very good. And it's, yeah. it's all natural. And, and uh, so we, we go through a little bit of that. Um, but it's a, it's a really you get everything from hot sauce to salsa to to uh, peanut brittle to chili. Uh, you can't believe how many things are made in that facility just from wonderful local craftsmen. That is really, really cool. And yeah. so if somebody's having an event there, they have a bazillion options of, Absolutely. You know, who, of who to work with. If you sit down with Karen or Christine and, and you tell them what you're thinking, they can give you a hundred different directions to go and help you narrow it down very quickly based on uh, you know, you, who's coming, what you really want to achieve, the feeling you're looking for. Is there, is there a theme? Yeah. Um, and they'll narrow it down very quickly to, to a bunch of our makers and, and then give you some options. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can you can put it all together a la carte. That's great. Love it. And so moving throughout your career, did you have any idea that you'd end up doing something like this? <laughs> no, no. I, yeah. <laughs> I, so it's it's really funny because uh, one of these Karen always says to me, says, oh, you you, you wanted to own a food incubator. I, said, well, I never wanted to own a food, <laughs> no. food incubator. I, I, I worked in restaurants growing up like I think many people did, um, uh, but I never imagined I'd, I'd get into the business. Um, and and I, I, I own some other restaurants with some partners, but um, it, business is business. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. Once you understand business and the business of people, uh, and people in business, it doesn't matter whether you're doing food or you're running a car wash or 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 an insurance agency. It's all about people and accomplishing uh, a mission. And so it it, uh, it fit in quite well with what I've been doing. Um, everybody's just trying to succeed and strive to achieve, and and they've got some some obstacles to overcome, and they've got a passion and a skill set, and it's just helping them leverage that and apply it to be successful. And and that's worked uh, very well so far. That's great. And so, what is Scott's passion. Scott's passion is is uh, is helping others. Is, is what it's really become um, because somebody was there to help me when when I was trying to figure out when I was a young man what I wanted to do and, and how I was going to get there. Uh, and then throughout my career, as I look back, there's always been someone that stepped in at the right time. 
And and so as uh, as I progressed and had the opportunity to do so, I said, you know, I can I can I can share my experience and make someone else's uh, experience a little better, make make their steps forward a little a little more rapid, a little more deliberate. Um, so I really do enjoy that, and it, and that sounds kind of selfish or self promoting, but it is something that brings me satisfaction to. Um, to, to, to give back what was given to me, whether people realize it or not. Um, so that's, that's my passion. Just keep getting better and learning new things. Um, doing this, I've learned a lot, as you might imagine, uh, entering the food industry, uh, from the back of the house side, the kitchen sure. side. Yeah. Um, and then, and then also partnering in, in restaurants with, with Brad. Uh, I've learned front of house and back of house all together. Um, and so there's this, there's this continuity that streams through it all. But the bottom line is people in business. Well, I think it's really cool that you, um, clearly are not afraid of, of having a, a dream or a vision and then going after it. And then you get to use and put your passion to play every day. So good for you. That's, oh, thanks. that's really exciting. That's been fun. Why don't you tell everybody who's listening how to find the food lab? So you can go to 1400foodlab.com is, is the quickest and easiest way. Um, but we are located right on, on Route 33 in Marble Cliff. Um, so it's a big gray building that says Connect Realty on it. And on the left-hand side or the north side of the building, you'll see a, a rust-colored wall with the 1400 Food Lab logo on it. But um, you can call us, you can email us, you can go on the website, you can drop in. Uh, but the best thing to do is come in for a tour, uh, walk around and understand what the facilities are and what you can do there, uh, meet meet our staff, and, and uh, go from there. Great. You have a great staff. You have a great facility. I'm so proud that it's in the Tri-Village area. Well, thank you. Thank they you they so make much it all for, work. Of course. But thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for subscribing, downloading, and listening to Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. Our innovative and active chamber is successful because of our smart and engaged members who cultivate our strong business community. With more than 60 years as an integral part of the Grandview, Upper Arlington, and Marble Cliff communities, the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership is dedicated to a single purpose, the success of the business community. You can find a link to our website in the podcast notes to learn more about the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. For information about this podcast, to schedule a guest appearance, or to find out more about sponsoring this podcast, our contact information is in the podcast notes. Make sure you rate and review our podcast on iTunes. That helps us spread the word about Business Inspires. Circle270media.com At the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. At the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage.